Here's the snap back. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin Stars! A 49-yard field goal! And Indiana leads 27 to 24! Austin Indorak wants to throw it. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. What if I told you Michael Penix would throw 53 times for 373 yards and no interceptions? I bet you'd tell me we'd win by two. This is the OEO Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter, at Braggley, that's B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. I'm here with my co-host, Brandon. You can find him on Twitter, at Brandon Dubich. That's Brandon spelled traditionally, Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H, and fresh from the live tweets. Uh, we're joined by producer Seth, who you can find and block on Twitter. That's at Seta5. That is S-E-T-A-H-5. What's up, Brando? Well, it's, it's not even the Penix thing, throwing for almost 400. It's what if I told you our quarterback threw for almost 400 yards, our running back ran for over 100 yards, our wide receiver got a We had two um, wide receivers almost get 100 yards. Mm-hmm. We had our senior captain get double-digit tackles, mm-hmm. and we only beat a lesser program by two. Yeah. Um, We'll break it down. We'll tell you how it happened. Well, Dude. I'll tell you. I'll tell you how it happened. Brandon will just continue his his weekend of doom um, and take out all of the frustrations from today. I'm score sixty one fantasy points because I had I had three players go down to injury. Dalvin Cook. No, I didn't have Dalvin oh, Cook. I had AJ Brown. I had James White, um, and then I had um, Tyreek, who didn't play some of the game. So. Oh, nice. All right. Anyway, well, let's let's talk about our game. Final Steelers score. lost to the Bengals for the first yes. time since 2015. I'm I'm Jamar, Chase Jamar Chase. Let's go. Um, final score: Indiana 33, Western Kentucky 31. No matter how you shake that out, it's a W. So, uh, no presser news. I did not listen. That's tomorrow. Never mind. Post game press conference. Did not listen to very much. Um, but I've got a little bit of stuff here. DJ Matthews will have an MRI tomorrow. That is Monday. This pre- this podcast will come out Monday morning so that I have no update on that. Um, from a source who happens to be friends with Seth and not me, um, his source says, quote, it's effed up, end quote. Um, I don't know if gray shirting is still a possibility. Seth, do you have any light on that for him? You can gray shirt or red shirt if you play four or less games in a season. Okay. Yeah, I knew that, but I don't know if he still has. Yeah, because he's he's a transfer. Well, he did not play at all last year. He opted out. So I wonder if that he's a fifth-year senior. Maybe he'll get one. He needs it because he was was going to the NFL. If he kept the favorite player that he was doing, he was going to go. And it looked bad when it happened. It, I mean, when yeah. it was just non-contact, his leg just It was a gave. great punt, and it was just dumb. 
It was just Why is not Reese back there? He was literally all Big Ten. Yeah, I don't know. Um, another injury that we had, Jalen Williams is in concu- concussion protocol. I guess if you're going to take anything out of this, he was Dropped on the to field. pick six. He blamed did. Seth. He did. Indiana is dead because <laughs> Seth killed. He literally <laughs> dropped a pick six. Yeah. Like he jumped that route so nice and was, hit him in the chest. Yeah. He was one of, I want to say he was the only one that was doing that. Um, I feel like Cam Jones may have been there close once or twice and then Mullen was good to yesterday so um concussion protocol he was out on the field speaking of Mullen in his street clothes he had on his Elio shirt 23 when Mullen went down for an injury he came out when when coach Allen came out um so I guess I don't I mean his head must be working enough to do that that I guess I don't know so um and then one other note and this one's pretty much just for Seth the offense has put up uh 507 yards last night. Um, that's the most since racking up 522 in the 2019 bucket game. So that was good. That was part of it. And speaking of things that were good, what went right? Brandon, what went right yesterday? So I've been preaching that the penalties and the turnovers, I mean, other than uh, Timmy B seeming to get a case of the fumbleitis. Um we cleaned up the penalties and, and, and turnovers, which was good to see. Penix having a 20, zero, I think, right? I, I, I was more encouraged by Penix's zero turnovers than I was by his zero touchdowns. Mm-hmm. But, the, you know, we, we didn't beat ourselves often, at least in those two categories. So I don't think much went right. But in those two things, two things that were staples of a Tom Allen team, you didn't turn the ball over and you didn't commit penalties that seemed to at least return. Yeah. Yeah. I put, uh, I have two things, by the way. Um, I put offense was unstoppable. The players should be against Western. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The players were the play calling. That's what kept it from getting from us, getting what we needed to get to the offensive line still struggled a little bit more towards the end. I'd say two thirds of the game pretty good probably the best they've looked all season um it was most time definitely the most time Penix has had in the pocket all season for sure um and he which i think one of us is probably going to to get on him in the stock so i don't want to go too crazy but um he looked great for yeah it was incredible Uh, again offense over 500 yards i don't care who you're playing over 500 yards, but you over only 350 into, in the air. You only turn that into 33 points. I, well, that's why I you said need, have, the players were four great. Kick, four field goals, man. Dude, the players the players run the plays that are called. That's all I'm going to say. So, uh, again, you get, look at the way that the we five, started. The 500 yards were empty yards, in my opinion. Like, we didn't do anything with that. How do we only put up 33 points? Well, I would say you get to the red zone and you don't score a touchdown. Why don't you score touchdowns? It wasn't the quarterback's fault yesterday. It wasn't the running back's fault yesterday. I don't know how many drops we had, but they a lot of them weren't in the red zone. I don't know. Again, we may touch on this particular issue a little bit later on. Um, I have one other one. Do you have anything else? I do. I mean, dude, Mike is just such a beast, right? Like, yeah. there's only so much he can do. Like, he looks. You said Mike, in... correct, right? Yeah. 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 He looks. Just, just so you know, that was my player to watch. Just and I, and I couldn't take my eyes off of him. He was, was incredible. incredible. 
He had eight tackles, I think, in the first quarter. Yeah, he was he insane. He was just a man on a mission. I mm-hmm. love that dude. And, that and dude. this is in an offense, which again, I think I'm 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 definitely going to talk about it. Um, where I I didn't get the exact number, but I bet you Zappy, um, spent I'd say time per throw. Two seconds, maybe two seconds, um, and that is that's not enough time for anybody to get to the quarterback. Maybe Aaron Donald. That's it. We don't have Aaron Donald, so that's a problem. Um, the other thing that went right, hey guys, guess what? We we won. We won the game. Okay, margin of victory. I get it. That's going to make you feel better. We won by seventeen. That's going to make you feel better. We won the game. Who cares? It's a W. I do. Two I, I get the the method of how. And I'll tell you how. Listen, and I told what? you this last night. It's a win on the road. That's fine. It was, it was it was their biggest game in who knows how long. I mean, look, listen to the commentators. If I had to hear that one more time, if they have a near record crowd and then all of a sudden it was a record crowd, and hey, hey, if you didn't know, it was a blackout last night. Um, but dude, you're on the road. You're against the, this is the most crazy crap offense I've ever seen in my life. Like I would say it was a Kevin Wilson offense, but the only thing that's comparable to is the how quick everything was. At least we threw, at least Sudfeld threw the ball down the field. I mean, that's nuts, dude. And it was like, so I put Kevin Wilson on, on crack type of offense. We will not see that again. Maybe next year when we play him at home. Um, but what I'm hoping there is, is what I touched on earlier before Seth joined. Zappy's gone. Okay. Offensive coordinator's gone. What was the problem there? Zappy was in that exact offense that he ran yesterday and has been running, will run the rest of the year for four years at Houston Baptist. Who was his offensive coordinator at Houston Baptist? His offensive coordinator last night. Nobody. Seth brought up a good point. I'll tell everybody, I'll let, pull the curtain back for a minute. Seth said, okay, well, what's keeping everybody else from doing this the rest of the year? That, what I just said, is keeping you for anybody else from doing that the rest of the year. You can't do that offense. You can't just bring out the wishbone, triple option, whatever, that's not what they did, but I'm using that as an example. The next week, like if, if we played Navy last night and won 33-31, which by the way, we went 0-2 with Kevin Wilson against Navy. Um, 33-31, if we beat them, Penn State next week isn't going to a triple option just because it worked real well against us. They don't have the time. They don't have the players. They don't have the play calling. They don't have anything to do that. They're built around their system. Last night, we got worked on defense by a system that you do not see in major college football. So I said, just we, we, we won. Just take it. Were we, were we this upset when we barely beat them in 2015? I know the expectations are totally different, but no, it's a win, man. We have four way, we're four wins away from bowl eligibility now. We have the, the wins are on the schedule. Did Michigan look good yesterday? No. Did Penn State look that good yesterday? No. Did Ohio State look good? Well, kind of. But they had people quitting on the sidelines and stuff. But, like, nobody looks unbeatable. Look at what happened yesterday. Look at NC State beating Minnesota lost to Bowling Green. Minnesota lost to Bowling Green. They were 31-point favorites. So anything can happen the rest of the season. Don't listen to the national media like what we were talking about before we came on here. I do have a hard time finding our sixth win. I can get us to five. Well, again... Take it week by week, okay? Look how good our offense. What was that? What's our problem? 
our offense and turning the ball over. Did we do any of that yesterday? No. Offense looked good player player wise. Offense looked good in a vacuum though, right? Like Penix averaging seven yards a pass. Ugh, yeah, but not how many great. how many of those passes are having to be a magician to get his yards? Oh, no, come on. Not great. And he Baldwin didn't have DJ fumbling Matthews again. Either, his top target. He didn't have not DJ. Not great. I mean, the it looked it looks better on paper than it did live. And no, if you you're telling good. me otherwise, you, I'm telling you you're wrong. It, you it, felt on good paper, it looks night. very good. Watching it, it did not. No, you felt good about Penix last night, did you not? Right? Better. Of course. You felt yes. good about it. You thought that's, okay, that's Michael Penix. That's the player. Those passes were zipping. Those passes were on target. Those passes were hitting the receivers when they were making it, coming out of their breaks. Everything. How many drops did we have last night, Seth? Six? I stopped it. I had five or six unofficially, yeah. I want to say six. And poor Ty. Again, two in a row, I think. And then he had a huge third down catch right after that. But, I mean, ten catches for him. And we, I'm not going to give away a stat line. I'm assuming one of us may bring that up, too, a little bit later on. But let's get, let's, let's get into this. I only have two of them. Do you have anything else on what went right before we go into what went wrong? Anybody? Okay. What went wrong? I'll start. Injuries. That sucked last night. DJ Matthews going down. It, it, again, we touched on it. It doesn't look good. Big play, Jay. We get him back for two games. A little rusty against Cincinnati, but it was okay. Last night, I thought he was dynamic. I didn't think he was great. I thought he, he looked okay. And then I thought Hendershot looked a little beat up. He took that one, I want to say it was his biggest one of the game, 26 yards maybe, where he got chopped underneath. Caleb Jones was in and out of the game. Not saying he's perfect either, but we got to have somebody on that side of the, on that side of the ball. So the injuries for me, one of the first things that went wrong. What do you got? Pass rush. Well, how do we only have one quarterback hurry and one sack? And I know you're going to say the, the quick release, but what's the toughest position to recruit in college football? Offensive line. Yeah. You're telling me some of these names and our defensive line can't absolutely blow some of these dudes up. We were not winning at the line of attack. And it was noticeable, like noticeable to me, um, especially on, on the run plays. There were some holes, man. There, there were some noticeable holes. And if Western Kentucky can move our defensive linemen, what's going to happen against Michigan, yeah. against Ohio State, against Penn State? This defensive line, man, it's got a few bright spots. It's got a few guys, but as a unit, it's concerning. So I want to stop you there because I think you're smarter than this. I, I, I Actually, I know you're smarter than this. And I think you're talking about, I think you know what you're talking about when you're saying this, but I don't think you're saying it right. I thought, I thought Handy, John Handy was incredible. And with, with, with about two seconds to get rid of the football, he was every time he was on the field on the edge, there was a hand. He was either putting a hand on him or getting as close to a possible without getting rid of the football. I think we both are on the same page here. And I'll just go ahead and get rid of my stock down so we can talk about it. The interior defensive line is the problem. 
the exterior Ryder Anderson, again, you have to get for these defensive ends to get there. We know this, even in the NFL, you have to have a little bit of time to get there. Watch what, I mean, how many times was Carson Wentz sacked today? You weren't watching, but I, I don't even know how many times. So, but, but he sat there in the pocket for at least three seconds before anybody could get to him. This, this offense that we played yesterday is not meant, and it's on purpose, is not meant to have pressure on him. And that run game's a joke. I'm not worried about that run game. That run game is all built off of running a thousand, you know, uh, double set each side of the field, you know, like crazy screens. And then you've spread everybody out and then you have nobody inside. So where's Sia? Where's Kramer? Where's uh, Demarcus Elliott? Demarcus Elliott. I'll tell you who did look decent interior defensive was CJ Person. I thought he looked okay. Um, but again, n- nothing popped out. That's one play I saw CJ yesterday. Nothing popped out. So we've got to recruit better there or we have to coach better there. One of the two. Um, because I thought we've, for the last 10 years, I thought we've had some pretty decent defensive tackle play. Actually, last year, I thought we were pretty good. I don't know what happened. So I'm with you. I'm with you. But as far as the pass rush exterior from the defensive ends, I don't think, I just don't think they have enough time to get there. When they did, I mean, it was the one hurry was from Handy. I thought he looked excellent. But that's given, that's with nothing. That's all he's got is a hurry and a tackle. That's it. So, yeah, close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, you're, man. You're absolutely right. So, I mean, we're talking about the same thing, but I just want to, I think, just kind of, you know, clear up the mud a little bit there. Cause I think, I think you love our defensive ends. I just don't think they had enough time to get there. Give him a half second more. He's making more of those sacks. Um, my other thing that went wrong again, defensive side of the ball, um, the play calling for about three quarters, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe seven eighths of the game was terrible. I don't, how, how do you not know? Do we, we're podcasters, bro. Like we, we didn't even know what this offense is going to look like. Were you going to go back and watch Western Kentucky football to preview this game? No, no. You're going to look at stats on paper. Is that what Charlton Warren did? Because it sure as crap looked like that on the field. Because they were not prepared for the pace. They were not prepared for the screens. They were not prepared for anything. I mean, it's like every time, oh, dude, I'm sitting here breaking it down. Seth put it on Twitter. I'm watching this. They're using like 10 hand signals. And the dude's doing the little keyboard, whatever. I said typewriter, I think, in the text. Typewriter thing. I was like, dude, it's a quick screen. It's a hurry up. It's a quick screen out to the side. They're going to run double two, or they're going to run double stacks on each side. Quick screen to the back guy. Easy. And then the, what did I call it? The wheels on the bus. Is that what I called it? He's going like this. I'm like, dude, he's changing the play. What could this mean? This has got to be a run, right? Boom, run. We stopped it. It's like, just pay attention. That's all they're doing. Elementary FCS style offense. We couldn't stop it. Again, look at our players, bro. Micah McFadden, 12 tackles, uh, Monster, eight, Cam Jones, six, um, Marcelino, five. I mean, they were they were there. They were making the tackles. It wasn't like there were a lot of broken tackles. This team was small, fast, and ran a crazy offense that we were not prepared for. It was very clear to me. So until, guess what? Single safety, then what happens? Then that offense didn't look so good. But it's like, dude, you got to either make adjustments quicker or actually study some tape. Because <laughs> my goodness, that was nuts. So do you have anything else on what went wrong? 
I don't know if this is a, a what went wrong, but it certainly hurt us through the first third of the uh, schedule is these player rotations. Like yeah. I'm sick and tired of this little league. Everyone has to play. Get these guys in. When we're up by three, four scores, why the heck are some of these dudes seeing time? First of all, it's not allowing any of the actual dudes to get any kind of chemistry or build up any sort of momentum. I get it's a long season and and, and you need backup. I I get that. I get that. But I actually want to see my team out on the field for extended amount of series. I don't want to see this, you know, mirror go round of just rotating players in. Yeah. I'm tired of it. We're 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 a third of the way through this through the season. We should know. We should have a confirmed set of players who can settle into their position and I don't know if I can pick any player on either side of the ball that's truly settled into their position whose name's not Michael McFadden or Michael Penix. That's it. That's it. Stephen Carr, I guess, Stephen he's Carr. definitely the number one running back, but I get it. I, I thought maybe you were talking specifically defense, but now that you're saying that, it the did wide seem receivers. like it did. That's what I was going to say. It did seem like on a couple drives, we totally now listen, we'll get to this, I think, on stock up. Our backup, specifically wide receivers outside of Cam Buckley, are people that I'm have been with the with program that, for I am years. done with that dude. Yeah, he looked okay as as the uh, later in the game. He made a couple of good catches, but I, I agree. We got to figure that uh, that we got to figure that out. So, um, our backups are are Jacoby Hewitt and Miles Marshall, and I would take that any day of the week. But I I totally understand what you're saying as far as like. You have Ty Freifogel, and if healthy, DJ Matthews, and I guess Cam Buckley's like the starting other wide receiver right Miles now. Marshall needs Miles to be Marshall, there. He, he will be there. So it'll be Miles Marshall as, at wherever DJ was. That'll be Miles Marshall. You saw a lot of David Ellis at the end of the game. I thought he looked okay. So he's going to play. The, all of the a lot of the people that are coming in at the end are going to play. The thing that bothered me was I thought. AJ and I like AJ Barner. We know this. Everybody knows this. If you listen to the pod well enough, Peyton was hot yesterday, dude. Don't take him out. Unless he took himself out, don't take him out. But I'm with you on the defensive side of the ball, defensive line. You're going to get rotation even in the NFL. That's obvious. Um, but again, the corners rotated quite a bit. Safety rotated quite a bit. Um, is it because of the system we were playing? Were they just tired? I don't know, but it's happened all year. I hate to go right. full Dan Dockett, but I hate to hear 20-year-old guys in peak performance yeah. with their shape are tired. Yeah. I hate I'm hearing that. If their fat offensive linemen can do that, go up No, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. If you're in the trenches, you absolutely can get a few plays off. I don't want to hear corners that are tired. I, did I don't want to hear wide receivers that are though. tired. I don't want to hear safeties and running back. Oh, well, maybe running backs. Running back has running a good backs excuse. can be tired. Wide receivers, maybe if you're running nothing but like go routes or, or quick routes, and they're, like their wide receivers. How many wide receivers did they use yesterday? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten wide receivers. Same same amount as we did as far as receptions went. But their wide receivers weren't running off the field all the time. 
Although half of them have like, all the I'm saying last it, name, so I don't at know. Penn State. If I have to see some of these dudes playing when they shouldn't be playing, I'm gonna lose my ever loving. I totally agree with you. That's why I said it's been happening all year. I would blame it on the system that we played last night, which would make total sense. Okay, you're not used to a system like that. Cool, you want to do some rotation. It is Western Kentucky for it for what it is, but you're not used to it. Okay, rotate out some defensive players, but it's been happening all year, and I agree with you. Is that it as far as what you have on what went wrong? All right, well, let's get into a little bit of positive. Let's stay on the negativity side. My stock down on defense is gone. I'll let you go ahead and hit your stock down on defense. Let's start there. Remember when we, I mean, I hate to go coordinator. Remember, we were so happy about Charlton Warren. Remember when we were just singing top recruiter in the SEC coming from Georgia up and comer? Maybe he wasn't a D coordinator yet. Because he wasn't ready to be a D coordinator. You see, Kane, Kane's undefeated. Southern no. Alabama's undefeated. Yeah, I, I mean, geez, and look what Kalen DeBauer's doing with Fresno State. Yeah. Big win over also undefeated, uh, I think, over UCLA. But man, he he seems not ready for the big time, and it is super disappointing. So. He his stock, he came in with a really, really high stock. It's decimated. Yeah. Um, I would say if this continues the rest of the year, that Tom Allen's not going to put up with this anymore. And that it's either that and he's he starts calling pressure. Yeah, it's going to be calls. I, I don't know if it'll start defensively necessarily. Again, Iowa. At, we can go back and watch the tape again. I thought the defense looked fine against Iowa. Outside of one long run, they were fine. Uh, Idaho, that it is what it is. Cincinnati, not good after Micah went out, but you can't do that, man. It happens all the time. It happened across the country yesterday with targeting calls again. People didn't just lose games because of it, because of one player. So, hell, again, Ohio State had a dude just quit on the side of the field. They didn't lose a game because of it. So, I don't know how important he was, by the way. Um, also, ipso facto, South Alabama better than Minnesota. Why? They beat Bowling Green. So transitive properties, baby. Transitive properties. Rank USA. Rank USA. So they're University of South Alabama, by the way. That's why I was saying that. Um, all right. Uh, stock down on offense. Hit me. So this is an interesting one for me because it was. I mean, you could go the normal people that I've been saying, right? Mm-hmm. You can go Nick Sheridan, go off its line. David Ellis is now irrelevant. So, like, his stock, any stock he had is gone. Like, literally, you can't give that away now. Like, was you're it, stuck with that Phil stock. Sorry you're stuck you with that stock. You're either selling it for a loss or you're just eating it. Um, It'll be, and I, I bring him up because I wonder how much of a factor he becomes if DJ Matthews is destined for where we think he's destined. Um, you saw so, him later in the game, didn't you? A lot more David Ellis later in the game. You mean he didn't put up a stat? No, he, but, one one rush for eight yards. I think it was just a like a. Why am I totally losing that? Not an end around. What do they call it? Totally losing that jet that sweep. Phrase. Jet sweep. That's it. Um, yeah, Phil Steele, I think, had him as like a 
under the radar Heisman candidate preseason. I'm not even kidding. So, so, so I, I get bring it. that no, up, down. but it's down. down because he just isn't producing anything. Yeah, but buy it when it's down because it could go up. From again, here. I want to reiterate this. If we have any new listeners, especially on this one, our stock ups and stock downs do not mean we hate a player. No, or mm-hmm. they couldn't necessarily like a stock. So a stock down against Idaho. I chose Taiwan Mullen. I love Taiwan. I have him shirt. Yep. I gave him money for that shirt. I love him, but I didn't think he played that well. But that just means his stock is so high that eventually it's gonna it's got to come down. I mean, if you if you give up one touchdown, what's your boy's name, Seth? At Idaho, Hayden something. Hayden, Hayden Hatton. Hatton. Hayden Hatton. Doesn't matter. The wide receiver at Idaho. You're giving up touchdowns to wide receivers at Idaho. Your, your, your stock's going to come down, and there wasn't much to choose from. But just an example. Again, another guy that I like in my stock down for offense, Bubba. Timmy Baldwin. Come on, baby. He looked so explosive on the couple runs that he Don't had. Don't think he's going to be an All-American this year. Chase oh, I didn't say Michael. this year. I said eventually All-American. I'll clear that up. I don't know what episode that was. It was way back at the beginning. But I will find oh, it. It seems to be revisionist history. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure I said future All-American. But I, come on, buddy. He's He's good. He's got a mental thing going on now after that Cincinnati game. The second he burst that, and I know you were thinking the same thing, because I'm not going to sit here and say I was the only one. I was like, hold on to that damn football, dude. Hold on to that football. And what do you know? We got so lucky to get that ball back. So that could have been it. That could have been the the turn in the game, and that would have been it. We would have lost sitting here one and three. So Timmy Baldwin, come on, Bubba. You're good. You're really good. All American style, a couple years, but gotta hold on to the football. Seth, what do you got, bud? Just to follow up on David Ellis on the season, three attempts rushing, 12 yards, one reception, minus two yards, no TDs. I don't think he played it all. Was it was it all against Iowa prior to last night? Okay. And again, that Iowa thing was weird. Not much Tim Baldwin, a lot of Childers, a lot of hyphen. So no hyphen last night. Oh, he played he played a couple snaps, but no stat, no stats for him. So um, all right, let's be positive. Seth, do you have anything on stock down? Do you want to do do anything there? Uh, all I had was the biggest difference between 20 and 21 is takeaways. That's it right now. Yeah. So four games in. What are we at? Minus all I know, I think that's six takeaways. So we're six interceptions alone. So we're at least minus one. So not good. We got to get it figured out. So it'd be nice to keep people healthy. That'd be a good start. So we'll see what happens coming up here next week. All right. Stock up. Brandon. Yeah, I'm going to start. uh, You want offense? Or you can go defense. Go defense. You know, if Chucky doesn't make one of those kicks, we lose. Our defense special teams. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. We'll I mean, again, it's hard to see Chuck's offense or stock going up any higher, but holy cow. Like, and what stones to miss that 51 yarder and then come back and draino that 46 breakfast ball. breakfast ball. Did you hear him? 
Did you? Yeah, hear that, was, that was pretty awesome. You sent that, and I, I listened to the clip. Oh, it was so good. For those that don't know or don't play golf, so there's this thing like casual golfers will have this first tee shot of the of the day. Um, usually in the morning, you'll hit it like, eh, even good ones. They'll hit a bad one. So you bring another ball up there with you, of course. Call it a breakfast ball. Hit another one, boom, right down the middle. No problem. So I'm with you. Anything else you want to add on Chucky there? Oh, I do have some stuff on Chuck here. Um, He matched a single-game record and set a career high with four field goals on four attempts. Campbell has connected on kicks from 46, 37, 25, and 48 to improve on seven for seven on the year and 19 of 20 for his career. So in two I years, just had good kickers. He might be our best. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Knock on wood. Touch wood, as the English say. Um, yeah. So he's been he's been awesome. So he's 90. He's 11 of 12 from 40 plus, including 40 or four of four this year. That's insane, man. Yeah. That's NFL good. I mean, that like literally NFL kickers don't do. He that. needs distance. His distance is. Not quite there, but again, he's a little guy. Just get him in the weight room a little bit. Some squats or whatever you have to do to kick. I don't know. Um, I chose one. On, I've got two on defense. Again, I'll just touch. I just give him a little bit more credit. I won't break him down. Micah McFadden, holy crap. Like, it, it can't get Man any possessed. Higher. I'm not going to do that one. Um, I'm going to give Monster. First game, uh, first game back from some injuries. Man. Eight tackles, one tackle for a loss, uh, pass, def- uh, pass defended, and, dude, he had some hits yesterday. Um, there was one that was, like, the most perfect form tackle, drive the dude into the ground, like, pick him up, slam him down, like, he's back. So, good to see him back out there. It was almost um, unrecognizable to see a one back there in the backfield. So good to see him. All right, Brandon, what do you got on offense? Uh, man, he needed a huge bounce back season after a really disappointing one. Uh, but Hendershot seems to be the player who we thought he was like all Dennis green. Um, he, you know, are who we thought we are, uh, or whatever that quote is before you get into it. Did you hear the TV guy last night talking about how I didn't know this. I knew that he was like a little bit, off last year but apparently he just didn't care well you literally just didn't care he said i have zero stock in this team i don't care that's what he said yeah but now look at him we talked i I talked about him last week about how he's killing it in the weight room best they've ever seen he cried when he was named team captain that dude crying you kidding me all right oh there you go keep going yeah no i mean i you summed it up great there. He's uh, he's the man. He's really good. I have two, but I'm going to take my uh, the one that I always talk about. I've, I've got my second one was Stephen Carr, and I just wrote copy paste. So I always talk about him. Let's talk about my guy. Let's talk about my all hair team. Miles Marshall. Man, he looked good yesterday. And I missed him. I love DJ Matthews. Man, I miss Miles Marshall. Career high in receptions at five. 64 yards yesterday. He will go into that spot that that DJ was in. Again, assuming that everything is as bad as it sounds. Um, 
man, we could use a miracle though and have him back. That would be so great. Uh, it doesn't look good as producer Seth being one person that has done what injury everybody thinks that it is. I'm assuming that's what, what happened. Non-contact is the worst. Mm -hmm. So um, the second he went down, like when he, when he covered the ball, I was like, okay, cool. But then he reached for the leg and I was like, no, this is not good. Um, and then a, a small shout out too to my other guy, Jack boy, Jack boy looked good yesterday. Got to get the helmet figured out. Jacoby Hewitt again, tally career high with four, four receptions last night, 41 yards. Both those guys are fine. If you're going to, if you're going to lose anybody, just lose and hopefully just one lose them in the wide receiver room because we're real deep there. Um, so yeah, that's it. Um, before we get to revisiting our predictions, we'll do a super quick word from our sponsor. That's Monon Track Club. Uh, wait, I'm sorry. Before we do that, Seth, do you have any stock up? No, um, I did want to clean up that IU has five takeaways through four games, not six. We have five. So we're at least minus two. At least four, four fumble recoveries, one interception. Okay. Uh, while I'm doing the promo, I'd like for you to come up with a pun with Indiana's Indiana Hoosiers fumble recoveries. See if you can come up with one. Okay, cool. Super quick word from our sponsor, Monon Track Club. MTC is Indiana's running brand built on deep love for the sport in the Hoosier State. They craft products, tell stories, and create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. Check out the link in the show notes for more details on the club runs and to shop their sick gear from shirts to hoodies to koozies. As a thank you to our listeners, they are offering 10% off your order. Use the promo code LEO10 at checkout to hit MTC owner and IU alum Garrett where it really hurts. His wallet. Now, on to the revisiting of the predictions that were awful. Um, Seth said we were going to win. That's correct. 45 to 24. Um, no. Brandon, I had written down as an L, but it's definitely a W. Uh, he said we were going to win 51 to 20. Ding, ding, ding. You got one of the, you got one of the uh, numbers right in the score. So that's good. I guess that makes you the winner, I think, because I chose a win 49 to 24. Also incorrect. So uh, we don't need to talk about that anymore. We won again. A win is a win. It was a win. Whatever. So. Brando's randos. This is what everybody at least for, for like, at least for you guys. Like if we score two touchdowns instead of have to settle for two field goals, like we're right where your guys's points total is at. So. What is that? All right. I only have two Brando's randos. Ooh. Um, Could. So in our preview series, um, we kind of went through how many bad quarterbacks are in the Big Ten. Oof. Could Zappy be a starter in the Big Ten? No. Because I think he could play at Purdue. No. He... Well. <laughs> Dude, their quarterback play I'm going is back on mute. Puke. <laughs> From a team that has no. puke quarterback play. Anyway. Okay, tell me why Zappy is just a product of his system. Then. He's just a product of the system, man. I was going to save this for... Wait, I think I already talked about it. I don't know. This dude is a, is is the... When you look up 
product of a system or system quarterback. Webster's Dictionary, if it's still called that, Merriam-Webster, maybe. They've redone it for a 2021 version yesterday. They just released 925-21 at about 11.59 p.m. And they put Bailey Zappi's picture right next to that. And it says, I've been with this offensive coordinator for four years of my life. And guess what? I want to go play at Western Kentucky for my last year. And I'm going to bring my offensive coordinator with me. And so that's what I'm going to do. He is a system quarterback as a system Did quarterback. Did you could see that get. quarterback play for Illinois all year? Tell me that Peters do it. Well, Brandon might be better than Brandon Peters. Brandon Peters should have beat Purdue. Missed a couple. Well, they weren't open, but he made some bad throws at the end of the game. Why was I watching it? I don't know. I don't know. Just for an opportunity to a little stick, just a little stick through the Zoom and into Seth. But, you know, meanwhile, they're over there hanging up a banner for a win over Illinois. So it is what it is. All right. What's the next one? How obvious is it? How obvious was it that the ref was from Western Kentucky? (laughs) After further review, (laughs) the ruin on the feed stands. And then he's like, and then all of a sudden he's like, dude, okay. Now that you brought this up, I should have put this in the stock down because you just reminded me. I had to have a couple extra beers. I had, I had one beer per quarter planned out last night. And a couple extra. So, um, and that was just mainly because I was like, I, I don't know. I was so anxious. I had to do something. Um, so what the heck happened on this? Okay. Definitely incomplete pass, but they're going to back to review an incomplete pass slash fumble from Penix when he got hit. They threw after this, after the play, they throw a flag that they're calling an offsides. Meanwhile, I'm pretty sure it was supposed to be a 12 men on the field flag. It doesn't matter if it's an offsides or 12 men on the field flag, unless, unless Indiana was the team to recover said fumble. The problem was one, Indiana did not recover that fumble. Two, it wasn't a fumble. Three, if it wasn't a fumble, it doesn't matter because it's a free play. Watch Aaron Rodgers play. He's on right now. Watch Aaron Rodgers play. Anytime he has a free play, I would half the time he throws an interception because he doesn't care. He throws the ball a million miles down the field, hoping that his guy makes a catch or gets another pass interference call because he's a genius and it doesn't matter. So what are we doing? It's because there was a flag on the field and we didn't know if there was a, a fumble or incomplete pass. And there's just stuff like that. And I just, I don't know. I gotta go home see my sister. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I had to say something though, that, that it, it was just so funny that that I, I ref was calling a game in Bowling Green. Check our Twitter account. I, I made sure, I think I'm the one that sent out now all of a sudden Seth goes, there's another live tweeter out. Because I was like, I got to go to Twitter on this one. And then I was like, I forgot where we were playing. And I sent something from like Nickelodeon with like the most Hilljack looking people with like no shirt on and overall. When it was straight out of Waterboy. 
Well, yeah, yeah, basically. Whatever. All right. Let's get into uh, producer Seth Sack and see what he's got. What do you got, bud? All right. Yeah, you can hear, uh, you can read what I thought during this. So I'll get into other stuff here. Let's pull out a little bit macro. Uh, look, talking about the Big Ten, you guys already mentioned the quarter, quarterback play isn't that great. Um, is the Big Ten kind of doo-doo in general? I mean, Ohio State isn't great. Penn State might be good, but not great. Iowa's a mess, but winning. Uh, Mo Ibrahim sunk. Uh, Minnesota, Purdue, and IU aren't it. Michigan's boring and almost lost to Butkers. Michigan State is thoroughly unimpressive. Who cares about Maryland? Where's the Big Ten at through week four? Through four weeks, if you're Bunch talking, meh. yeah, if you're talking quarterback play, I'll tell you what. Peyton Thorne, technically, his stats are good. I think he's like pretty high up nationally in like a lot of like the major stats. Quarterback he had a 33 QBR yesterday. I needed he had 33 State to cover. He had 33 yesterday against yeah, the his, his, his Q. He was pretty awful yesterday, dude. Okay, so now that we're talking about Michigan State, I don't think I have this in my final statements. I don't. That's why I like kind of miss him the IU game because I would have won a lot of money had um Michigan State won by four, they won by three. No, oh, well, they were playing a decent opponent. So what, what did you think was going to happen? Nebraska. Um, those were, um, the, I don't know. My sarcasm tone should have transferred through the microphone, but I mean, I if, we want talk about, years. if we want to talk about quarterbacks, Maryland, the, the Talia uh, Tangavaloa or Tangavaloa looks pretty good. Um, yeah. he, 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 he's, he's the guy that's totally surprised me. I didn't think he was going to be any good, He isn't um, good. but he, he, he looks really, really good. 20th in the country in QBR, 7th in the country in yards, 10th in the country for touchdowns, and he only has one interception. Brandon, um, Brandon, at home against West Virginia, okay? What are, what, what, what's West Virginia? I know they took, maybe they took Spencer Rattler to, like, the end there. They're, they're, they are right now 2-2. Two and two. Yeah, he only threw okay. for three touchdowns, 10 yards to throw for 330 That's yards. That's fine. At, at home on the first game of the year, look at what we did. Look at what we did on the road against a bad offense. So then Howard, Illinois, God, Illinois, Illinois is really good. I don't know. Um, and then Kent State. Let's see what he does. Watch next, dude. They have an 8 p.m. game against Iowa next. ESPN matchup <laughs> predictors giving him a 50 or giving him a 43% chance to win. There is no way. Every uh, Oh, my goodness, Brandon. Now I'm seeing what you're seeing. My, he's 111 of 147 passes, 1,300 yards, 10 touchdowns, and an interception. Again, played one tough team. So. Against air, yeah. yeah. Um, and let's pull out even further here. Um, this feels like a rare year where we know the best two teams in the country already, and we're going to see them play twice, barring something colossal happening. We know three, the top three mm-hmm. island. No, we know. No. Get out of here. Um, I'm all for expansion, but I think there are, uh, I don't think there are four teams in the country that are true national title contenders. There's Alabama, Georgia, and there's 128 teams fighting for relevance. Can I, can I do something? One, I'm wearing a university of Oregon. I was going to say one. I think, I think they are very good Two. uh, Let me think of who we could move. Okay. How about this? I don't think he's that good, but he's way better than CJ Stroud. What if we took 
Sean Clifford. And put, put together a on, good year. And put mm-hmm. him on Ohio State. Where's Ohio State nationally? Third? Third. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying, man. Like, Ohio... I, is Alabama at... No. Georgia's the best team in the country. I don't care. I don't care what anybody says. Alabama's got a what, true freshman or redshirt freshman quarterback. Nah. Georgia all day. Georgia all day. Watch. And then it's going to be Iowa versus Georgia. It's going to be a three to six national championship. <laughs> so, um, and did you guys see the crowd at Vandy, by the way, in the highlights? You want to talk? Is Vanderbilt, moron, man. is Vanderbilt the Northwestern of the South? Right. Yeah, well, sure. obviously academic wise. Yeah. But right. I mean, even like traveling fan wise. I saw dude, the J color university. The student section for Vanderbilt was like half full and you could tell it was a student section because it was like all black, but then it was all red all the way around them, everywhere around the stadium in Vanderbilt. So that's great. Uh, Is that your first question or second question? What was your second one? That's it. Let's wrap it up. This has gone on too long already. So final statements, Brandon, what do you got? So I, I made a joke about the big cat, you know, gift, figure it out. In my mind, we didn't figure that this game didn't tell us anything. We didn't figure anything out. Um, again, pieces did, you know, maybe Penix, maybe car, but in like the big scope of things, IU did not figure anything out. I'm not any more confident than I am today than I was when we recorded the previous pod. In fact, I'm more concerned. And we're getting into danger territory. We're not there yet. We're getting there. Definitely getting there. Okay. Man, we have totally different final statements. Um, Seth, anything? Keep grinding. Okay. That's what I thought. Perfect. Chuck Pagano. Um, okay. I texted it out before the commentator said it. Quote, a win is a win, is a win. That's all that matters, man. Let's move on. We'll get healthy, please. That's what you said when our expectation was to get to six wins, Michael. The the, the expectation has changed. Listen. The narrative has changed. You're right. So listen, hold on. Get healthy. Prep for Penn State, which should have started today, Sunday. The offense is back, bro. The offense was nice. The offense looked good. It looked balanced. The offensive line looked good. Again, like what I said for pretty much three and a half quarters. So they really turned up anything on their side. They, they never blitzed at all until mid fourth quarter, maybe fourth quarter. Because we're just um, not going to blitz. I mean, that's, that's, that's clear in my eyes. Dude, you, they, at one point they dropped nine people into coverage and Penix picked it apart. Nine cup, nine people against five, four, maybe. And you're picking it apart. He's back. The offense is back. I thought the defensive did defense again to specify the defensive players played well, but were poorly prepared. The offense was so frustrating and unlike anything else you would see in a long time. We already talked about this. We do have him on schedule for a home game next year, but maybe we can buy him out. <laughs> maybe and find somebody else. Although we already have another FCS team. So 
it would be like army or navy that we could fill in or notre dame i don't know but i'm i'm here man i'm gonna be the positive person i think we figured out something with Penix. it's not even us figuring it out it's not the offensive coordinator figuring it out i think it's him he looked comfortable he he ran out of the pocket when he needed to ran out he threw the effing ball away yesterday he threw the ball away yesterday. He even tried to throw the ball to Stephen Carr's feet, and then Caleb Jones' big butt got in the way and cost us a couple yards, I think, on a punt. He looked clutch on big third downs. He was hitting wide receivers in the hands, and they were dropping them. Our leader on the offense is back, and that's all that matters. Stephen Carr is solid. The wide receivers are fine outside of one number one um so we are we're good and maybe he'll turn it around i don't know he's barely been with the team we're fine this is a really tough game next week but again go back and look at what happened all week all yesterday throughout from the 12 o'clock kicks three o'clock kicks seven o'clock kicks all of them just chaos or close games so this is it. We figured it out. We're two and two through the first four. It's time for the next four. Let's run through these, and we'll see where we're at after that. Until then, we will be back with you next week. And be sure to check out the pod on Facebook. It's facebook.com backslash podcast LEO and on Twitter at podcast LEO. And we'll talk to you guys in a couple of days where we preview the game against the Nittany Lions. Until then. Elio. That means Hello. love everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the few players that I pick on every season. No, you missed the joke. You missed the joke. The commentators yesterday said Elio means love everyone. <laughs> it's love each other. And I love everybody, especially negative branded. Elio, guys. Elio. Don't boo injuries. Elio. He said it. Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much. Elio. Well, thanks so much. Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. Elio. Awesome. Elio. Elio.